This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Father Vasa continuing with Real Presence Live from the University of Mary, just south of Bismarck, North Dakota, where it is beautiful and everybody's happy and getting smart. Everybody's getting wise. We're going to take over the world with wise people from the university. Uh, We're going to go into another segment, but before we do that, I want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. You can listen to programming from your local area. You can find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows. You can submit a prayer intention. You can nominate your favorite priest for donuts (coughs) and more. Be sure to check it out at realpresenceradio.com. We also have an app. We also have lots of other things, so you can see it. I love traveling around. Uh, North Dakota or Minnesota or wherever I am and seeing uh, billboards that say Catholics believe what and it tunes them into the local uh, Real Presence Radio uh, network. I just love it. I'm so pleased to see those signs uh, around our listening area. So everybody join in realpresenceradio.com We are going into our final segment. We were talking about faith. We were talking about hope. Now we're going to talk about love. Actually, we weren't talking about faith or hope, but I thought that was a good segue. We're going to talk about what it means to be charitable. We're going to talk about it with the the man who exudes charity the most in the entire universe. And his name is Father Jason Leffer. Father Leffer, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me, Father Vasek? I sure can. Welcome. Hey, it's great to be with you. I was so looking forward to being with you on the radio. Oh, you're so kind. You're full of charity, Father. Uh, so I know everybody uh, that is listening knows you because you've been on uh, Real Presence Radio for many, many years. But uh, for the one or two persons who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're at these days. Yeah, that, no, that's a great, it's a great opportunity. The, um, I'm parked in the middle of a cornfield right now. That's, that's where, I'm, where I'm at. You know, my, I, I do uh, my full-time job. I do uh, rural ministry, and I'm up in the parishes of St. John the Pomacene in Pesek, North Dakota, St. Joseph's in Lankin, North Dakota, and St. Peter and Paul in Beckany, North Dakota. And so, I'm uh, I'm about my rural ministry today, and I just pulled over to the side of the road to conduct this interview. So hopefully, it's loud and clear coming through. Yeah, it's loud and clear. How's the corn looking? <laughs> no. This particular field is still on the green side. I've got, oh. we've got some that's ready to go. And the, the corn harvest, they're getting a little nervous because uh, the beans aren't quite done. And so, and last year we got snowed on, and it was, it was a horrible harvest last year. But yeah. this year, we've got about six weeks of dry weather. The farmers, you know, prices aren't so good, but at least yeah. they're feeling good about getting it in the bin, you know. Yeah, right, right, right. I have, I have a good friend uh, from north of Bismarck, or he farms north of Bismarck, and uh, it was the middle of the winter. I think it was February, uh, and he was combining. I don't know if he was uh, was it beans or corn. I don't remember what he was up to. Um, and uh, so yeah, he was we, getting I done had at some that were in, yeah in May. They were still doing corn this year. So yeah, year. yeah. So it was brutal. Yeah. This this particular guy it was it was February and it was like midnight and he was driving back to Bismarck uh, around midnight and he got pulled over by a police officer and the police officer uh, say well what are you up to sir and he's like well you're not going to believe it officer but I was just come by it was midnight and he's like I'm just coming back from combining corn or beans or whatever and the guy flashes his flashlight he's like have you been drinking sir you must have been drinking if you're going to tell me that as your answer it's like no actually I'm a farmer and we just we had a tough fall so he uh, the the cop thought he was crazy but that's the farm life, man. So, 
That's where we are. That's where we are. Uh, Father Leffer, we want to talk in this segment about charity uh, or about love or about whatever that's going to mean for us today. So uh, that's, the, that's the conversation that we're going to explore uh, from whatever front we want to uh, explore it from. So what do you want to say to us? How do you want to start this out, Father? Yeah, uh, no, this maybe is, definition you know, I'm, of charity? I'm super, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to actually talk about this. Uh, because, yeah, and for various reasons. And I thought what we could do, you know, because I think we had two segments here, right? The first one, we could be a little theological and do kind of some of the theory and stuff. And maybe the second part, we can just get real, you know, bare-bones practical. Because sure. we have people who, they operate in the, the theory land, they understand that better. And then we have other people who are just like, yeah, let, let's just get down the brass tacks. What's this really about, you know? Right. And, yeah, so, I mean, so, so the word um, charity, it comes from the Latin, caritas. And... Um, now, this is really, I, I love words, and I'm looking at them, and cause it, it really, it, 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 you know, you're talking with Sister Girl playing peekaboo, you know? And, and I was thinking, yeah, you know, but there's, God does play peekaboo with us. And oftentimes what it is, it, he plays this game of he reveals himself, you go looking for him, and then he hides himself, and then you have to look deeper. And, and it's like he gets sad if you stop playing the game, if you stop looking for him or seeking him, you know? Because when you find him, it's like this deeper discovery, this deeper love, this deeper intimacy, and you're like, whoa, it can't get any better than this, and then he hides himself again, and then you have to make yeah. up your mind, am I going to go looking for him again or sure. not, you know, well, words, theology, words, our faith, it's very much like this, and words, we use words all the time, and if we don't stop to think about them, they're, they're cleverly disguised, and if you just kind of go and kind of go look for them a little bit, sometimes it's... It, it reveals. I mean, it just, it's so awesome when you're like, oh my gosh, I never knew that's what that meant. Mm-hmm. Or wow, that really makes me understand it better now. So the word right. caritas, it comes from, <laughs> it means dear as in affectionate or get this, something that's expensive. In oh. other words, something that costs, it costs you a lot. Ah. Now, I mean, as soon as I say that, doesn't that, that make sense, doesn't it? Like, uh-huh. uh, caritas, charity, love is going to, cost you a lot (laughs) it's gonna gonna cost you everything you know ultimately if you're if you're living it right so um you know and 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 so and 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 then now if you're just doing like a a marion webster dictionary kind of thing they're gonna say they're gonna define it in kind of a in in a roundabout kind of way they're gonna define it things like uh you feel affection for somebody or to think the best of somebody even if they annoy you this kind of thing so they Mm -hmm. they Okay, but we we really want to get at the heart of this thing, right? For it to make a difference in our lives, and so uh, the church defines charity. It's it's one of the three theological virtues. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. let's just talk about that for a minute. Yeah, the, the theo- theological virtue. So taking with theology, it means it means uh, so the study of God or of God or divine life. So um, realize here, like. On your own and your human nature, you 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 have charity. You you have human charity, whether yeah. whether you know God or not. He's yeah. created us in such a way that you express it in a very human way. You you have affection for others. You have love for others. You will naturally sacrifice for good in your life. Okay, yeah. but we're we're talking about the charity of God. We're talking about the affection of God. We're talking about God's sacrifice, mm-hmm. God's gift of self. Yeah, and when we when we talk about theological virtue, what we're saying is by virtue of your baptism, by the the grace of your baptism, 
this is literally coming into your being. You you are being made divine yourself. So, um, so we, now in the theological virtue of charity, it it goes together with faith and hope. You you were kind of teasing about that at the beginning. Yeah. Right. But you, but you can't. You really can't understand charity if you don't understand the other two. Now, myself, Father Vasek, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a very simple guy, and if things aren't simple for me, I can't get them. I can't mm-hmm. understand. Basically, if you can't draw a stick figure on a cave wall for me, I'm not going to get it. Right. <laughs> so, so I, you know, like in, you probably remember seminary days, or even now as a priest, you still have to study to learn things or understand things. Yeah. And you know, if I can't get this down to like a cave drawing. <laughs> I'm not going to get it, you know, and, and it's, it's going to be, it's just going to be theological words or, you know, and I think as priests and as lay people, we do this all the time where we just use religious words, but they don't really mean anything for mm-hmm. us. So, mm-hmm. so our whole lives, you know, as priests, we've been, we've been told about, you know, theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity, and we use those a lot. We talk about them, we gloss over it, but what do they really mean? Mm-hmm. And what is, I, there's this uh, incredibly intelligent woman, uh, Caroline Ferry, and... She's from England, actually. I got to know her. I was a guest lecturer over at Maryville Institute in England. And, um, and I was there one time, and, and we had this discussion about it, and she just broke this open for me. You know, and it, it, so if you take, like, faith, faith tells, tells me who I am. Faith is an identity thing, who I am. And you even see the name of God in there, I am, who I am. Faith tells me I am the beloved Son of God. That, that's that's the world of faith. So it's an identity thing. If, if I have faith, if I have theological faith, I am the beloved Son of God, okay? Mm-hmm. If, if I have the theological virtue of hope, hope tells me where I am going, where I am going. I'm going to the Father, okay? So the theological experience of hope is it's all about where I'm headed. I'm headed to the Father, okay? And that's core... Now, Charity, charity tells me how I am getting there. How am I getting there? So, faith, I am the beloved Son. Where am I going to the Father? How am I getting there? As the Father pours me out. And the way He pours me out, as He desires to pour me out, how much, how little, the circumstances, it, it, it's His, it, it's if it's being poured out according to the Father's will mm-hmm. and for the good of the kingdom, right? And now, now the Church is going to define charity as the love of God for himself and the love of your neighbor as yourself for the sake of the kingdom, for the good of the kingdom, right? So mm-hmm. here's this whole... Now, so you can see, by just that, that working definition, that kind of picture I'm drawing, this is a, it's a very relational thing. The life of charity is a very relational thing. And, and it, it's going to... Pope John Paul II or St. John Paul, he... This is one of his favorite things. He talks about how um, it's the gift of self. Like, you'll never come to know who you are. You'll never understand your meaning or purpose in life or reason why you exist on the face of this earth unless you become a gift, unless you, you become part of Like, you were talking about those students earlier coming and discerning and, and what they're doing. Well, what they're really saying to you, Father, is, I don't, I don't understand how I'm supposed to be poured out. I don't right. understand what gift I am. Can yeah. you help me understand... How, how to be a gift for others. That's yeah. really what every one of us, our vocations, whether it's marriage or to consecrated life, it's, it's really about how am I going to be poured out 
by God the Father, in Christ Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so this is, you know, a lot of theology. Now, here's, here's another step I want to add on that. Okay. okay? Because, and this will just connect a lot of the practical stuff for us. So, like, why I would become charitable, or why, why I would think about giving of myself. So, we come back to these, these theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. Each one of these now, again, in the natural life, just as a human person, without the grace of God, without the grace of baptism, or, okay, I, I have natural faith, I have natural hope, I have natural charity. Okay? But once I'm baptized, there, there becomes this other, the divine life becomes alive in me. It comes as a little seed, but it's my responsibility to nurture it and cause it to be expressed and to grow. Mm-hmm. So every, every Baptist Christian has a moral obligation to grow in faith, hope, and charity. The way mm-hmm. faith grows is through the expression of prayer. That's why every one of us is to pray. If you pray, you grow in your identity as the beloved son. Okay? Mm-hmm. Every one of us is, is called to grow in a life of hope. Well, how do I grow in a life of hope? Well, the practical expression of that is, is doing penance, like fasting or, or other types of penance, mm-hmm. self-discipline. Okay? How do I grow in charity? How does that divine gift grow, get exercised from my human nature? Well, it's through almsies, giving them my time, my talent, my treasure, that which is specifically me. Mm-hmm. making a sacrifice of self for others. Now, some of us, like you're just talking to sister, not all of us, but some of us are called to what Jesus says, be perfect as my Heavenly Father is perfect. Well, what does that mean? That means to, to make a religious vow of, of faith, a religious vow of hope, a religious vow of charity. Well, what is a religious vow of, of faith? Well, that's obedience. That's a vow of obedience, mm-hmm. um, to, to turn over my will. As, as a beloved son, to be one with the Father in all things, to only do what the Father says, to only be where the Father is, to, to never be apart from the Father. That's, mm-hmm. that's that, the, the religious vow of obedience. To be perfect in, in hope, well, that's going to be a religious vow of chastity. So it, it's giving up the good of, of the, the sexual life, being fruitful in that way, being disciplined there for the, this greater expression of hope, Mm-hmm. knowing where I'm going to the Father. So that, that's the, the perfection of chastity. Then we come to charity, and that has to do with poverty. The religious vow of poverty, in other words, giving it all away, being a, a, a perfect gift of self to God and other for, mm-hmm. for the sake of the kingdom, and putting a religious vow upon it, that, that, that I am in agreement with, with God, no matter what circumstances, uh, how He wants to do this. So, Father Leffer, you're, you're threading it all together for us. You bring in, uh, you're bringing us through this entire thing. You just made some beautiful connections, uh, connecting us back to religious life. I'm wondering if you're going to bring us to uh, a connection with uh, non-religious, but we'll have to wait and find out more of what Father Leffer's up to here. He's great, giving us a great lesson today on faith, hope, and love, in particular on charity. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Real Presence Live, talking to Father Leffer about how and what it means to be charitable. Stay with us. In this crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. And uh, I remember when uh, they came around looking for 
donations at the churches when they were trying to get it started. And it really hit me when, I don't even remember who it was, came around, but it was just like, I think that I need this. Because I wanted to be be fed. Uh, I wasn't taking time to read my Bible or any of that, but I just knew it was like, well, if I could listen to stuff on the radio like he talked about. And so it, it was everything that it said and more, you yeah. know, in all reality. So. It doesn't take a lot of effort. To turn it on. It does not take a lot of effort. You know, sometimes, really, it, I'm going to back up on that and say it, it, it almost does. Because if you want to be drawn in and contemplate what is all being said on the radio, there's a lot of stuff that gets kind of deep. It's like, well, it makes you contemplate. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, okay, am I, am I ready to, to take this food in and digest it and all that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the spiritual food. So, yeah, it's it's been, it's been really good for me from, from my faith walk and Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, everybody. This is Father Vasek, and this is great. You are here, and I am here, and we are here together on Real Presence Live, talking in our last segment with Father Jason Leffer of the Diocese of Fargo. Talking about charity, we went through the uh, theological study of it for the first uh, half of our uh, conversation, and now, Father Leffer, let us turn to how do we live it. You said if uh, it's not practical, then you're not going to get it. If it's not simple, then we're not going to get it. So what does it look like? What is charity, and how, uh, how do we live it in our daily life? Yeah, you know, that, that, you know that's a $64,000 question, isn't it? <laughs> it's, you know, because if you look at the gospel, anywhere you look, I mean, when it comes down to it, it you know, it, it, why did the rich young man turn away from the Lord and go away sad? Because when it came to the brass tax of actually releasing to giving to sacrificing what he had, he, he couldn't let go. And, and so then it, it, it affects our relationship with God and with one another. If, if, we, if we, we're not going to choose practical charity, then we're, we're going to be sunk in our relationship. So this is, and we're going to be sunk in our salvation as well. I know, um, I know you, Father Vosk, myself, are big Mother uh, Teresa, big Teresa of Calcutta junkies, probably because we're some of her, her spiritual fathers, you know, but the, um, she would say to her sisters all the time, you know, they're, they're missionaries of charity, right? I mean, their whole life is about practical expression of making that self-sacrifice, but and she'd, she'd give these talks about, um, like, what it's like when you live a life of charity and how other people can pass judgment on you, be really critical of you. And she'd, she'd give these practical expressions of going out, giving an example of being completely charitable, sacrificing yourself, and then as a reward, you get criticized or you get torn down or you get, you get assaulted or told bad things. And she'd always say to her sisters, be charitable anyway. You know, be exactly. charitable even if your charity is not received. Be charitable even if even if it's not accepted, be charitable, even if it leaves the people passing bad judgment on you. And, and it, it kind of that lines up with, you know, Christ as, 
you know, even even evil people love those who are important to them. Yeah. But I say to you, even love your enemy. Be charitable to your enemy. So here's here's kind of a, a, a key maxim for understanding why. Well, how am I going to be charitable? Why, why should I be charitable to somebody who's been horrible to me, or somebody who's gossiped about me, or somebody who's torn me down, or somebody who has hurt me or harmed me? Right? So the, the Catechism tells us we have a moral obligation to always think the best of another, to always put the best possible spin on another's motives or intentions, uh, you know, until it's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that, no, it isn't good. But we, so we have this moral obligation to think the best, and I'd say we have a moral obligation to be charitable, but it doesn't mean that we have to agree with them. So as the Catechism says, we are obligated to respect the conscience of another person, okay? Mm-hmm. It, but it, it does not mean that we, we need to follow their example or their conclusion or how they express their life, right? So... And, and I think this, this gets to the heart of respecting the, the dignity of the human person, okay? Mm-hmm. So, so we're, Christ is not going to let us off the hook. He's never going to say, like, yeah, yeah, I'll let you, you don't need to be charitable to that person because uh, that person's not Christian, Yeah, you know? Or you don't need to be charitable to that person because they've treated you so badly. Mm-hmm. No, what, he says, my father, my father reigns on the just and the unjust. My, my, my father gives generously to everyone, even if they're, if they're good or, or if they're evil. Right. And he says, be perfect as my Heavenly Father is perfect. In other words, be perfect in charity. Be generous. And so it really comes down to, um, am I going to be generous? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be... And, and I always tell people, um, you know, because growing up, I struggled with this mightily, like actually being generous to others. But I always tell people, it starts with the first dollar. You know, when you see yourself give a dollar away to somebody and realize that it didn't kill you, that you didn't die, and, and then you realize, well, then, then you see yourself giving $10, and then you see yourself giving $100, and you're like, oh, wow, I'm still okay. You see yourself giving $1,000, then pretty soon you can give 10000 And I know, I mean, to some people listening, like, give $10,000, you know, I, I always tell everybody, you know, the end goal here, the end game is to die and have absolutely nothing. Have given everything away. <laughs> mm. To show, show up before the Lord with empty hands. Mm. Like when the Lord says to you, Father Vosick, show me your hands. Mm-hmm. You should be able to hold your hands out before him and they're completely empty. Mm-hmm. Father, you're giving us a tall order here. <laughs> Are we supposed to participate in the, uh, the love of Jesus, I suppose? He's going to give us the grace to do this. Um, well, you know the reason how you know if if you're struggling with it, then just say, "Jesus, be be the charity in me. You can do it in me, Jesus." Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Father, thank you so much. Uh, we're coming to the end of our time. Thank you so much for being with us, talking about what is charity in its theory, and then what is charity in its practice. And if we live this, we'll all be saints, and we'll go to heaven and be happy. So, Father, thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, and all the blessings in this fall season to you and, and to your parishes. 
Thank you, Father Vasek. You're the best. It was an absolute privilege just to be with you and hang out for a bit. <laughs> You're so kind. You're so great, everybody. We have come to the end of our time uh, with Real Presence Live today. We had a great show. You can find out more, obviously, on Real Presence Live. We keep all of our podcasts there archived. So, But we want to tune in to see uh, what we're up to for tomorrow. So, Eli, what's happening, man? Hey, thanks, Father. We've got another fantastic show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Matt Wilkham and Father Jason Kern, coming to you from the Pastoral Center in Winona, Minnesota. Paul Sens will join us to tell us about the secrets of Fatima and why they're important. Then Father Brian Kuzchek, the campus minister at St. Mary's University in Minnesota, will talk about reaching students with the truth of the faith. And Father Paul Check, the executive director of the Shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe, will join us so that you can meet the new executive director at the Shrine. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be uh, tomorrow morning, Friday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thank you, Eli. Everybody, uh, Father Leffer was just chatting about how uh, an example of practical charity is found in Mother Teresa and her sisters. They, they're... Um, their way of life is to go to find the poorest of the poor wherever they can and to and to love them, uh, to serve them, to care for them. And so the poorest of the poor uh, sometimes means material poverty. It sometimes means moral poverty. Uh, when Mother Teresa came to America... Uh, she, people were saying, "Why are you going to establish a house in New York? There's, there's so much money in New York. There's, what? A, why are you coming here? We're not the poorest of the poor. There's people in Africa or wherever that are much poorer." She said, "No, poverty is not always material poverty. You have much material wealth here, but there is a moral and a spiritual poverty here." Um, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, this is pretty strong." So she came here to bring uh, the love of Jesus. Uh, to uh, New York and to so many other places. They have 800 convents in 130 countries throughout the world with like something like five to 6,000 nuns, you know, and they, and they just find wherever they can, wherever love is missing, they go and they bring it. Um, and it's just really fabulous. So I was glad that Father Leffer brought to bear uh, the missionaries of charity. They're a great example, but they're not the only example. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, we can all be agents of love wherever we are to bring that, that movement from within us, what we have. Uh, Father Leffer was talking about the, the natural movement towards love and affection and to elevate that into the love of God uh, and participate in the divine life. It's remarkable. So everybody, I would like to leave you with a blessing. May the Lord pour out His blessing upon Honey, that you may receive of his abundant delights, that he may minister to your mind and to your soul to draw you up into his kingdom. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody, all the best. God bless. See you next time. I'm out. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.